hello, my friends, and welcome back to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you're having an absolutely blessed day today. And one of the things that I saw this morning that was a bit troubling to me is a judge yesterday in Texas, of all places. Now, we've thought that, you know, this probably wasn't going to be able to be escalated very aggressively as far as mandatory shots in states that are really, you know, conservative. However, it appears we have not been accurate about that. If you guys saw yesterday, the U.S. District Judge in Texas, who was originally appointed by Ronald Reagan in 1985, has now ruled against 117 Houston hospital employees who were suspended without pay for refusing to take an experimental, non-FDA-approved COVID injection as a condition for their employment. The employees basically said that they're all hospital workers, RNs, nurses, and uh, they came in and said, dude, we're not going to take this. There's 117 of us. We're not going to deal with this. And the hospital said, okay, you're going to be basically laid off without pay. And the, they've gone to court now. <laughs> and not only did the judge rule against these 117 nurses, he wrote a scathing opinion, basically mocking them, proving once again that Big Pharma controls the judiciary, sadly enough as it is, as we know how corrupt it has become with the FDA, with the USDA, with all these alphabet agencies that pretty much work for Big Pharma. He went on to say that the in a scathing ruling Saturday, U.S. District Judge Lynn Hughes of Houston deemed lead plaintiff Jennifer Bridges' contention that the vaccines are experimental and dangerous to be false and otherwise irrelevant. He went on to say that her likening the vaccine requirements of the Nazis' forced medical experimentation on concentration camp captives was reprehensible, and Hughes also ruled that making vaccinations a condition of employment was not coercion. Wow, this guy is a complete and total steaming pile of feces. I'm just going to call him out on that right now. This is egregious. Not only is this massively overstepping, this is also in the great state of Texas. So now these nurses, they either take the experimental shot or they don't go back to work. That is the basically the predicament that they've been in now. Now, what's disturbing even more about this is right before this, the end of last week, almost got no media attention. I think Tucker Carlson briefly said something about it. An investigation now has now been opened up by U.S. health officials for the unknown reason for the unexpected number of heart inflammation, including myocarditis and pericarditis in young male teens from the Pfizer and Moderna injection. They go on to say there have been higher than expected number of cases of heart inflammation between 16 to 24-year-olds after receiving their second dose of the Pfizer-Moderna COVID-19 shot. The Center for Disease Control Prevention said Thursday, citing preliminary data from their vaccine safety monitoring system. We have an imbalance here, Dr. Tom Shaburko of the CDC's safety office said. And basically, they went on to say that there's something very 
odd going on about this, and the cases seem to occur more often in men and younger people. According to the VAERS system, more than half of the cases of heart inflammation has been reported between the ages of 12 and 24. Now, it's interesting as well. Israel health officials have now released reports showing that vaccinated young people, particularly young men, were developing Heart inflammation as well. In Canada, at least one public health official observed the same thing. Dr. Peter Liu is the chief scientific officer at the University of Ottawa Health Institute and an expert in myocarditis, and he said it is more than coincidental. And according to Tucker Carlson, he said in Germany, authorities now have concluded the same thing as the German government has now announced that healthy young people should avoid the vaccine. Now, of course, the CDC reiterated after they all this information came out, they said, we still want to continue recommending the COVID-19 vaccine for everyone 12 years of age and older, given the risk of the COVID illness. Now, obviously, you have to start asking yourself a question. When does the American population wake up and start saying this experimental shot that's a spike protein that's incredibly toxic, according to Dr. Bridal, when do we say the shot is way more dangerous than the actual disease or viral infection? Because according to the CDC's own research, ages 1 to 19 years of age have a survival rate of 99.9997% from COVID. Now, I've had pericarditis before. So has Dad. It is not a joke. I have also had covid COVID was absolutely a joke compared to pericarditis. So when these kids are coming down with this and they're trying to play it off like, oh, it's a mild heart inflammation issue, it is not a mild heart inflammation issue. It can kill you very easily, and it's unbelievably painful, and the recovery time from it can be extremely long depending on how far along it gets. So when I see this, it was pretty irritating to me, and then to drop on top of it this U.S. district judge I mean, golly, guys, I mean, where where are we going with this now? I mean, how long is everybody going to continue to continue to comply voluntarily with this instead of just saying, no, this is it. None of this makes any sense. It's like we're watching a clown show, but half the people watching the clown show think it's actually real life and they're not just clowns. It's the most bizarre thing I have ever watched in my life here in the United States, and it's so sad to me. So many people have been brainwashed by the Covidian cult propaganda, Dad. What do you think? You know, Austin, the problem is this thing is turned into a suicide death cult through mass hypnosis, and, uh, you know, that's what they're doing. This is a suicide death cult. I mean, people are pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. Though they know the research shows that these teenagers are coming down with heart disease, and many of them are dying all over the world with pericarditis and myocarditis, and they're basically saying, hey, it doesn't matter. You know, the benefits outweigh the risks, which they don't. It's a complete and total lie. It's a suicide death cult. But why would that surprise you? You know, this is a sex death cult that runs the planet, and they like to suicide people. So I'm sure they're releasing huge amounts of energy into the whatever they release it into another dimension. With all these people dying and all these young people dying, I mean, it's insanity. Now they want six-month-old children, babies, to be injected with this this death shot. And it, it blows my mind. As far as this judge is concerned in Texas, I'm telling you guys, when judges are appointed and are elected and they're bad, you know, 
it really changes everything because when you take a third of the government out, the judiciary, and you basically compromise it, there's no place to go when the legislature screws up and makes bad choices. There's nothing you can do because if you go against this judge in his own court and you start fussing at him, he's going to hold you in contempt. If, if you push him, he'll have you gagged and bagged. If you push him, he'll take you to another room, have you watch the proceedings from a video camera, and basically you can't be heard whatsoever. I mean, they have so much power, especially in the federal court system. They can do whatever they want to do. And it shows you his ultimate arrogance that he's mocking this woman who says, hey, we're filing a lawsuit against our basically our, you know, our, our employer because we're just trying to force us against our will to take a death shot, a doggone you know, shot that's not even real. It's an experimental shot that doesn't even work. Doesn't matter. He didn't care. And see, and this again, it's the suicide death covidian cult. He's part of it. And he can't see the truth. It's like it's like Neo in the Matrix with you know with the blue pill or the red pill. I mean, you know, until you see the truth, you can't make you can't make good decisions for yourself. I've had so many friends now. They've taken the shot. In spite of the literally plethora of articles I sent them, in spite of personal conversations with them, they've still chosen to take the suicide death shot. I guess it's kind of like with Jim Jones, isn't it? In Ghana. And all these people drank the Kool-Aid every day, and they listened, they took the Kool-Aid, they listened, they took the Kool-Aid, they listened, they took the Kool-Aid, they listened, they took the Kool-Aid. And they were realizing that at one point in time, the Kool-Aid could be poisoned. And they were trained like laboratory animals. By the way, the, the Guiana experiment was a CIA experiment that used drugs to basically induce psychosis in the people that were there, kind of like fluoride does now. Am I right about that as far as lowering your IQ scores and making you servile and infertile? And all of a sudden, they keep giving you these drugs and more drugs and more drugs. Remember, we've got millions and millions and millions, you know, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 million people on statin drugs in the United States, if you get the real numbers. We've got tens of millions on opiates and painkillers. You know, we've got all these people taking prescription antipsychotics and antidepressants. And, oh, that's right. The Bible talks about that, doesn't it? It calls it pharmakia. And when they drug down a large percentage of the population, especially a lot of the people that were actually in that group of people, the elderly people who were raised with a free America, I mean, America that was, God bless America. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, stars and stripes forever, baseball, hot dog, apple pie, and Chevrolet. That group of Americans, that would be my group and older, they got to get rid of us. We're pesky. We remember what the country used to be, and they've done it through pharmakia. They basically drugged us down, and now they've released a bioweapon. That specifically targets people 70 plus or 50 plus that have comorbidities and kills them deader than a rattlesnake on a hot desert day and out in Arizona. That's what they've done. And so here we have a situation where now they're trying to kill the children with this thing, give them pericarditis and heart disease. And yet the American people sleeps on snoring in the background. You hear them taking a little Z. You know, they got their TV set, so they're in their little beta, beta brainwave state, and they're, they're basically eating their Dorito potato chips laced with MSG, and they're drinking their diet sodas laced with aspartame, which causes neurological damage. And they're sitting there drooling on themselves, wondering what they're going to do today, and they're going to go to bed, and they're going to get up the next morning and repeat, do. This one, it's the same thing over and over and over again for the retirees in this country and for a lot of people now that aren't working anymore because of the massive amounts of money they're being poured into the system through free cash from the federal government. Remember, Donald Trump started this. 
gosh, guys, listen to me. If I can do anything, if I can break that spell about Donald Trump off of you, he's no different than the rest of them. He's the one who let these poor guys in the Capitol now sit there and rot for five months in prison and in, in jail. I mean, they're rotting up there. Some of them are in solitary confinement. Some of them are being physically abused. I read you the whole article last week. Some of their wives and family are being threatened by the prison guards. I mean, this is unbelievable that this is America. And they're not even allowed bail, not even allowed bail to get out. They don't want them talking to the press, do they? That's right. They don't want them going on all talk shows. Guys, remember I told you, Holy Spirit led us not to go up there. We got so much flack from all of the shills. There's so many people up there who basically were going to go, supposedly. I'm sure they were shills who wanted me and Austin up there. I told Austin about a week out. I said, I don't feel right about this one, bud. We got to pull the plug on it. Man, we had the flight lined up. We had the hotel lined up. We were ready to go. And finally, we came to you guys a week out and said, hey, something ain't right with this whole thing. We ain't going. And if you go, you got to be real careful not to get involved in stuff. And sure enough, guess what? The other day, we were at the meeting with the county here. And, you know, when we basically uh, – it's the people that have had enough in Polk County. And they asked how many people had gone to Washington, D.C., and about a third of the people there raised their hands. Oh, yeah, they were there. This thing was all over the United States. I mean, there were millions of people there to support Donald Trump because they believed that he was going to support them, which he did not, because he's another member of this, quote, unquote, Sabbatine, Kabbalist, Luciferian cult club. They may not be outwardly talking about it and basically you know, acting like he's one of them, but his actions speak a whole lot louder than his words have. Why didn't he pardon all of those people who were there? And we've got to realize there's always signs and there's always a telltale background of why countries fall. Let's, let's do a little bit of history right here real quick, real quick with you. You know, Putin now is saying that the United States is falling into the same, how should I say, mindset that the Soviet Union did and that they're making sure-footed strides directly along the path of the Soviet Union in his words and that the U.S. is going to fail because of it. Remember, I'm going to step you back for a second. They tried to get Russia, a Christian Orthodox country, to go to communism. They had to kill 40,000 priests. They had to burn entire churches full of people. They had to turn it into a state religion, and they still could not extinguish the flame of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit in Russia. They couldn't. Now, they, they snuffed it down pretty low, but they couldn't extinguish it. Finally, it collapsed. Well, then they decided to do the same experiment all over again. They did it in China. Now, here's the difference. China did not have Jesus Christ or Christianity as a primary religion. It did not. And so they were able to go in and basically take those people in China, kill tens of millions of them, some say up to 100 million, a lot of Christians, and basically get the population in sync under the boot. And they've been able to walk lockstep now in a slavery state, which is exactly the model they want for the entire world. Now, remember. It was the Rothschild banking cartel that did both Russia and China. They fixed the mistakes in China, and they had to extinguish Christianity. So what have they done? They've come into the United States now with their Schofield Reference Bible. They've come into the United States now with their Common Core. They've come into the United States now with you know separation of church and state. All this was communism. They've come into the United States now, and they've separated us from Jesus. When I was a little kid, we used to get a Bible in first grade. If we if we could repeat John three sixteen for God so loved the world, give they give us a little New Testament Bible to take home and read, just in case you weren't in church on the weekends, they want to make sure you had a Bible that you could talk to your parents about to promote Christianity into the school systems and into the common you know vernacular of the American population. 
But that was quickly taken away, quickly taken away because of the Johnson Amendment, because the church is compromised with the 5013C corporations. All of this stuff was done by the same people because they knew they had to take Christianity out of the United States before they could implement a communist agenda. Now you walk around. And don't get me wrong, I'm not going to paint some halo over my head. Every once in a while I use a bad word, but it's not on a common basis. And, you know, and you walk into a public setting and every other word is GD this and F that. And there's women and children all around these people that are talking like this. And they don't even think anything about it. Why? Because Christianity has, <laughs> has the part of the United States as far as a generally a top of type, a general religion here for the United States and for the people here. People don't even think about what they say anymore. People don't think what they act. Oh, I had a slept, slept with three girls last week. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you think that was admirable? I had this conversation a few weeks ago. You think that was admirable? You claim to be a Christian. You're under a higher level of authority. You're under a higher standard, guys. We've got to go back to fundamental Christianity. You've got to go back to understanding that we were bought at a price, and that Jesus saved us. And until we go back to that, the United States isn't going to make it. It's not. Because remember, these exorbitant debt problems, the energy sector, the unreformable political systems that are completely controlled by the Kabbalists, they're mired in corruption. The elites are delusional right now in their feelings of omnipotence because they really believe that they can destroy the United States from within, which they've been doing now through the Frankfurt School, which we talked about so many times. And we need to realize if you don't fix these problems and our belief system continues to collapse in Christianity, the United States is going to collapse, which is exactly what they've wanted to do now since the 1930s. The Soviet Union collapsed because under communism it couldn't produce the plenty that it had promised or the freedom. I mean, the frustrated communist reformers were sick of the system. Dissidents were published and taken out back and shot at times severely, and propaganda was used to control the narrative as it is today in the United States because the entire System, the entire 95% of media is controlled by the same Kabbalist group. And see, this has been going on for many, 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 many decades. Look what they did to Germany. The Germans were most, probably the most industrious people in the world. And they got caught up into the whole thing with World War One, World War Two, and basically were basically just whipped and destroyed. 12 million starved to death after World War Two. I mean, with Eisenhower, with his death camps, it was unbelievable what happened. And what happened to Germany? Well, the educational system has been controlled by the Kabbalists in Germany since 1945. You know, Germans are basically indoctrinated with the belief that their country is shameful and that their country and them personally, even the grand ch grandchildren and great-great-grandchildren of World War I and World War II are responsible for the heinous acts that were done by their great-great-great-great-grandfathers. And that's just by ways a total lie. And if you read the book The Bad War – You'll see what really happened, but they're not allowed to read those books in Germany. Those are verboten. You know, any manifestation of German pride or any defense of German ethnicity, in other words, we don't want people here that aren't German. We don't want to destroy our culture. We don't want these immigrants coming in. Anything that you say like that is treated as a manifestation of Nazism. This all goes back to the Nazis because, remember, the Kabbalists spent so much money in promoting the Holocaust industry. I'm just be blunt here, that they have used it over and over and over. They use it here in the United States still. If you don't do what you're supposed to do, you're a neo-Nazi. It's crazy. In, in Britain, these intellectuals and university professors have basically 
gone after Britain now for the colonialism for four or five hundred years ago. They're tailing, tearing down Great Britain and France. The only politician who represents the French ethnicity is Marie Le Pen. But the French ethics will not elect the only politician who believes in French nationalism. When she's trying to talk, they're trying to arrest her, and then they're calling her a Nazi. Again, it's the Nazi name. And so right now in the United States, I mean, we have people who hate white people who are saying out loud they will take great joy in killing whites. And they fantasize and they dream about it. Wait a minute. You know, the black studies programs in the universities, you know, they don't even realize that, you know, the slavery issue was global. It wasn't just in the United States. And the blacks in Africa, in the most cases, were being sold into slavery by their own tribal leaders. People don't get this. The blacks were also involved in the slavery of their own people. And nobody wants to talk about the Irish who were slaves, all the other white people who were slaves, all the other things that happened in the United States. In North America right now, there's not one person who's alive who owned a slave. But there's still people who have slaves all over the world but that we can't talk about that. We can't talk about any of this stuff. You know, we can't talk about all of the other people, including the Kabbalists who ran the slave trade out of England. And they were the ones who were the brokers and the money changers. Oh, yeah, the same group that Jesus called out in John. The same group. They're the ones who were the primary people who ran the slave trade. Let's call them out for who they were. And we need to understand that all these other people have equal blame from four or five hundred years ago. But my gosh, if we're going to start assigning blame for four or five hundred years ago, we're never going to be able to pay back all the reparations that, quote unquote, we are owed or they are owed or someone's owed. And we're going to continue bankrupt the entire system and we're going to all hate each other. That's the problem, isn't it? That's what they want. They want the blacks to hate the whites, the whites to hate the blacks, the Hispanics to hate the blacks. Everybody hate everybody. That way they break everybody up into subgroups, into special interest groups, so they can divide us against one another. This is the Kabbalist way. This is what they're taught to do in their wretched book, the Zohar. They're taught to break groups of people up into subgroups. Freud taught them that. Bernays taught them that. You know, Tavistock taught them that. The Office of Naval Intelligence taught them that. It's all psychological warfare. That's what this is. The entire country is being subjected to mass hypnosis through a suicide death cult, through psychological warfare to allow them to destroy the United States internally, print so much money because people don't want to work anymore to give people money to basically not work, and to destroy the dollar, destroy the economy, and that's where they're taking us. And the sad part about it is if we don't wake up, and say no to this, it's not going to get any better. But it has to start in the pulpit. And guys, listen to me. It has to start in your home with your wife and with your children. And then you need to go to that pastor and say, look, this isn't okay. We've got to tell the truth. Here's the truth with what's going on. You've got to say this on Sunday morning and tell the people in the church. You may lose some members. You may even get in trouble. You may even lose your 5013C status, but you got to tell the truth because if we don't, we're going to be following the whole footsteps of Red China and the Soviet Union. <laughs> Guys, in China now, they're still going in and raiding churches and taking Bibles away and arresting the pastor and arresting the parishioners. Is that where you want this to go, pastor? Is that where you want this to go, parishioner? We've got to stand for what the word of God said. We've got to realize that Jesus is the only answer to any of this stuff. He held it back for 2,000 years. 
But gradually, this group of Kabbalists have wormed their way back into control, this ancient Canaanite religion cult, and now they control the money supply. And until we, until we wrestle that loose from them, this ain't ever going to change. Austin, what do you think, bud, and what's your next story? Oh, it's, yeah, I mean, that's, this is what we, they've continued to do for years as far as compromising everything. And, you know, I was talking to Lana last week, and I said, the more and more that I have looked at how everything was handled with January 6th, how it's been used as this pretext. I mean, it's been referred to the insurrection. It's been refer- it's been referred to as worse than Pearl Harbor. It's been referred to as as bad as 9-11. I mean, the comparisons are so asinine, it almost makes you laugh until you realize what they're doing. It's, again, exactly what Dad just said. It's mind control. They're pushing the narrative out there over and over. And as much as I don't want to admit it, it appears to me that everything about January 6th was intentionally set up from one portion. Now, I, I think there were millions of organic patriots there, including myself that was probably going to go, and so was Dad, and we decided not to the last minute. I think a lot of people showed up, and I commended a lot of people for showing up. But I think what they did was the deep state – utilized that scenario and they analyzed it and they figured, hey, this is a powder keg. These people are mad that we stole the election. Blatant fraud. You you could not miss it. All you had to do was look at the numbers. Some of the states were statistically impossible as far as how many ballots came in for bumbling buffoon. And then you looked at what the Donald did, how he got up there and basically said, we're not going to take this. We're not going to deal with this. We're going to make sure this doesn't go on. And, you know, gave everybody a real riled up speech. Not say that. I mean, he got everybody all real riled up. And then sure enough, a couple hours later, what happens? The police, the Capitol police open up a bunch of the gates. You can watch the footage. It was all online. There was a, that's a reason why Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, every single social media outlet immediately removed every single video of January 6th that night after it happened. A lot of people keep forgetting that. When have we ever seen a singular event completely scrubbed from memory on social media platforms? Ask yourself that. So a lot of the videos they took down, I saw them. I saved a lot of them as far as on feeds, and the problem is they scrubbed everything. They deleted it out of every database. You couldn't even go back and get it. I guess I should have screenshot or vi- you know video recorded the screenshots on some of the stuff. I never expected that to happen, though, to that extent. I never expected them to be able to scrub all that data, all those videos on so many social media platforms consecutively all at the same time on every platform. That right there in and of itself shows you there was something unbelievably planned about what happened. Then what do they do? They go in and they do one of the largest investigations in FBI history on a civilian populace that had no criminal record. We weren't looking at the mob back in the 30s. We were looking at Al Capone and all the stuff they used to do. No, 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 no. They literally went in. And looked, what was the number? I think 16,000 hours of CCTV footage. Because you remember that entire capital, that whole area of D.C. is riddled with cameras. There's very few places you can walk on the street without being recorded. They looked through every single 
video surveillance footage and ran facial recognition on everybody. And then what they do? They started going house to house. What they what they said investigated over twelve hundred people, direct personal investigation into them, arrested another three or four hundred now that have been charged, majority of them charged with bogus felony charges. A lot of them detained and arrested, still in jail, like Dad just said. What, what are we running Guantanamo Bay now? We'll just somebody shows up somewhere. You're not, you're not innocent until proven guilty. We just we'll just throw you in jail. And the whole thing was almost scripted as far as a setup. The more you look at it, the more it starts looking really, really shady. Because were there some people there that were definitely out of hand? Absolutely. I can show you video footage after video footage of people that have been out of hand in almost every major city across the country last year under the guise of promoting BLM and Antifa. That was totally cool. Don't worry about those guys. It's okay when we firebomb police stations all night, Molotov cocktail through the windows. That's – listen, listen. They're, it's, it's mostly peaceful, guys. It's mostly peaceful. They're doing it for a good cause. They're, they're, they're freedom Molotov cocktails. You gotta remember that. They're anti-racist cocktails. They're not, they're not bad. They're just trying to prove a point. I don't, I never saw the Capitol get firebombed. I didn't see militia storm through the doors with machine guns and start executing congressional members. I didn't see any of that. There were no reports of any of that. There were not even any attempts at that at all. But we've seen it now as being used as this excuse to push more surveillance, more invasion of the freedoms, more excuse to say, hey, it's the hardcore white supremacist terrorists that are domestic terrorists that are the biggest threat to the United States. That's what Bumbling Buffoon said on the script. Then the next week he talks to a group of military service members. He says, global warming, climate change is the biggest threat to the United States. Well, I, you know, make up your mind, ding dong. Because I know you can't even come up with a consecutive sentence together. We saw that at that G7 summit. That was embarrassing. I mean, that, that, that man shouldn't even be anywhere near a podium. He needs to be in a nursing home, watching TV, kept inside, make sure he doesn't escape. The guy's, the guy's got dementia. But yet, everybody's sitting around pretending like this is okay while they tell us you need to get a shot. You need to get experimental RNA gene editing shot, and it's totally cool. This judge in Texas, I, I don't even know really what to say about that right now. I really don't. And I saw another video of a school board where the individuals were standing outside the school board. They were locked out. They were not allowed to go into public school board meeting. And the cops said, well, it's public because you can watch it on your phone if you would like. If you watch it on your phone – is that really how you're going to play this? They said, well, if you don't have a phone, you can go buy a phone. And the guy started recording the whole crowd and basically started giving like a big speech in front of everybody, about five, six minutes. And all of a sudden, one of the school board, I guess, members walked out and told him that he had to leave or be quiet. And he said, no, I'm standing outside on the sidewalk. This is a public school board meeting, and you're refusing to allow any people to come in there and talk. This is illegal. You guys are public servants. You are elected, meaning you have to follow certain rules with public meetings and having public voices as far as where you can come up and talk. Cop walks up to him about two minutes later, says, you have to leave. He said, I'm standing on the sidewalk talking. 
They arrest him. Charge him with trespassing. Could you not? Watch the video the other day. This is where it's starting to go. And so it reaches a point in time to where you have to start asking yourself a question. How far are we going to continue to allow everything to go down this hole? Are we going to continue to keep pushing our kids in the public school system settings? I mean, we were blessed down here in Central Florida that we've been able to basically have some level of civility with this. And a lot of these you know, public servants realize how assertive Central Florida is. It's not the case in every state. Some of these states are hardcore, already communist controlled. It's exactly what Dad goes back to. Once these guys, once these hardcore communist Marxists get into control and they fully control it, there is no living with them anymore. It's a failed state essentially because they will they will ruin their own state, their own city, their own county because they hate it. They absolutely. I mean, look what's happened to California. In some areas of California, it's egregious what's going on over there. This is why it's so important to keep the grassroots systems going on a local level the best you can, and especially in these areas. And I encourage everybody, if you're in one of these areas that is just hardcore left gone, it's definitely time you start looking at some stuff. I mean, look at Portland. I mean, Portland, run, they, people run around down the streets with rifles. You saw videos of that. I mean, you're walking around. Protesting with rifles, hardcore Antifa. Nobody does anything about it. Cops don't even get involved anymore up there. It's, just, it's, it's lawlessness. This is not something that's okay in a civilized society, but this is what the communists want to push, and this is what they're going to continue to push. It's funny right now as we're watching the implosion of the U.S. dollar and inflation skyrocket. If you guys saw, the Labor Department came out this morning, said producer prices in May – rose the most in recorded history as far as they've been recording now, 6.6 annual raise in consumer price inflation, 6.6%. Ironically, just 6.6, six, surprised they didn't say 6.66%, just being honest with you. Now, what's interesting about this is, as you guys have seen, the Fed continues to say, oh, this is transitory inflation. This, is, this isn't going to continue to go on. It's only happening because there's a skewed effect of the price decline during the pandemic. Guys, have you ever looked at the track record of the Fed? All they do is lie. Their bankers wake up and watch what they're doing. Everything is basically starting to go up. Now, are we going to have massive hyperinflation soon? No, I don't think so. It's going to be a slow, slow decay as far as the United States with pricing, but it's going to happen. So I've encouraged you. If you need stuff, if you need supplies, if you need medical equipment, if you need stored food, it's that time now to continue to stay stocked up on this stuff and just keep it for a rainy day because I promise you it's not going to do anything but go up. They're telling you right here, consumer price increase on inflation, 6.6% increase. And we're just warming up, by the way. This is just getting started. Wait till. The bumbling buffoon signs one of these other two, three trillion dollar stimulus bills. They just now I got I got a letter in the mail the other day. I got a letter in the mail the other day. Where's it at? Here it is, right here. I got it in the mail. This is from IRS. IRS, right? Now. I haven't I haven't applied for anything. I don't. I'm not trying to get stimulus money. I'm not trying to get anything. I've I've intentionally stayed away from it 
because I don't want to get involved with anything with the IRS. I actively avoid as far as dealing with the IRS other than paying my taxes after write-offs. That's what I do. And they sent me a letter, and they said, for tax year 2021, advanced CTC payments are now allowing the American Rescue Plan, signed in March, a maximum amount of $3,600 per child under six years old for parents that basically are making less than $150,000 a year combined income. They're literally saying now every single child that you have, you're going to start getting $3,600 a year on top of everything else they're continuing to give everybody. So if you got, if you're a family of four, you're about to get a like thirteen, fourteen thousand dollar check. This is not the way you maintain prices in a country at all. You start giving levels of this money out all over the country. This is the reason why you can't get anybody to work for even fifteen dollars an hour now. Nobody wants to work because everybody's getting free handouts, and this is what they do in every country that socialism and communism takes in exactly what that is of the Soviet Union. When it's failed, what do they do? They start rounding up dissidents and executing people that talk negative about it. They do not allow anybody to speak the truth of what's going on. It's our job to keep the truth out there. It's our job to make the pastors hear us and start speaking the truth. And it's our job to stand our ground with our beliefs. So like these nurses, these 117 nurses in Houston, Texas, I commend them for standing their ground and going against this judge. Now they're going to have to make a very difficult decision, a decision that should never have to be made in the United States ever, something that goes against our constitutional beliefs and our religious beliefs and our Christian beliefs. The choice of being able to work freely and make money for your family or take an experimental gene editing shot that can essentially kill you, that is not a choice that ever should have to be made in this country. And I really hope everybody in Houston, they completely and totally blast this judge on social media as far as call him out publicly because he is a public servant. He apparently has forgotten that, Dad. Well, you know, Austin, that's why I always tell folks when you have the opportunity to get rid of a Supreme Court justice in your state or another justice in your state who basically is on an electoral ballot, you really need to take a look at how they've ruled and looked at what they've done. Because yep. when these guys get on these ballots, it's almost impossible to get them off. I don't know why people vote that they should be retained all the time. You know, unless I know them personally, I'm just going to say this. I always vote they'd be replaced and rotated out. Why is that? Because I always want to get fresh blood in there because the longer a person is in any position, that includes the Congress or the Senate or the judiciary, it increases the amount of time that they're going to be, how should I say, susceptible to outside influences. Now, I'm not saying outright bribes. Well, I guess I just said that, didn't I? But, but the reality is, is that, you know, not all judges get bribes and take bribes. I'm not going to say that. But what I'm saying is it decreases the risk for any legislator, any county commission, any city commissioner that the shorter amount of time they're in office, it really decreases the amount of quote unquote exposure they have to, how should I say, unsavory elements of society who wish to manipulate them, either through campaign contributions or just you know, an envelope full of cash. I mean, this is this is where we find ourselves now as far as what we're trying to do as far as who these guys are and what they vote for. And when they stop listening to we the people, they got to go. And that includes judges. When the judges decide to rule by their own personal values and their own personal views and not by what the Constitution says or what the rule of law says, that's wrong. Can this guy not pick up a newspaper and see 
that we've had over 5,000 people, close to 6,000 people dead in the United States from this vaccine, this COVID jab. Does he not remember what the Nuremberg Code says, that you can't be giving people experimental anything without their permission? And if they don't want to give you permission, you can't fire them and force them basically to go into some type of situation where they can't pay their bills anymore because you can't experiment on them anymore. This is not right. So can he not read? Well, again, it's what I talked about in the first segment. When folks get involved with this group of people, basically, that are running the planet through this, quote, unquote, money magic and this veil that's put around the hearts and the minds of the people, the Bible says, by the God of this age is what the word says, they really can't see the truth. But when they finally see it, not all of them, it's like a switch goes off. The biggest problem is a lot of these people, because they were raised in an educational system that was completely and totally communist and socialist, and they were brain-trained at the age of four and five and six and seven to believe the lie, even when you tell them the truth when they're an adult, because the engrovement, the, 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 the rut, the connections, the brain wiring, whatever you want to call it in their head, is hardwired. So, you know, that's, that's why when you take a four or five or six year old and you tell him he could be a sponge or a girl or a boy or a girl or whatever, it makes no difference at that point. And you tell them that all the way until they're eight years of age, that's hardwired. This is what I tried to understand. This, this is what I underscored with the school board this week. They have no ability to say no. They believe this. And then when they're 30 years old and you try to talk to them, they get that real blank look on their face. You show them the research. You give them 200 articles, and you show them the research, and they still don't believe you because they can't overcome the hardwiring. I remember I had this idiot, idiot son of a pastor who basically the pastor did not want his grandchildren to get vaccinated. And I've told you this story before. The pastor said, can you please help me with my son? And I said, your son's an idiot. He doesn't listen. And he goes, oh, no, you give him enough research, he'll understand. I sent him it – was, it was hundreds. I sent him hundreds of articles, an entire – like a whole download of articles that were all diametrically opposed to the use of vaccinations in small children because of what they did as far as side effects with autism. And after hundreds of – now we're, we're talking now top PhDs from top universities all over the world. I'm not talking about some person who's a plumber or an electrician or a, you know, or a welder or – or, you know, an AC repair guy and all these other people that are, are experienced in this, though they have their own set of expertise. You know, I don't know how to fix an AC system. I don't know how to weld. I don't know how to plumb. These guys have all specialized tacit knowledge and they have specialized tacit knowledge in their field of vaccines and immunizations. That's what, that's the point I'm trying to make here. And you give them all of this research from all of these people that this is what they went to college. Some of them 12 to 15 years of post, you know, high school formal education. And they tell you that these things cause autism, and the guy looks at me. The guy, the guy's an idiot. He's never been to it. He's just an idiot. The kid's an idiot. And he goes, "Well, I need more information." I said, "You need more?" I sent you hundreds of articles. What do you need? Couldn't see it. And his wife was a hardcore liberal, hardcore liberal, unbelievably horrible wife, and she didn't want to have the vaccinations because he was basically going to basically comply with her. He just decided it didn't matter what you showed him, he wasn't going to do it. I had another kid who did the same thing. It wasn't a pastor's son. It didn't make one bit of difference what you gave them. They were not going to see the truth. And a lot of it has to do with how much, I shouldn't say the word chutzpah they've got. You know, if you know you, if, if you know you've, if you, if you finally see the truth and the light pops on and you know you've been hosed, you kind of go, hmm, that ticks me off. I believe the lie. I don't believe it anymore. I know the truth. And I talked about that on yesterday's show, how people, when the light bulb goes off, also they go, wow, okay, I see it. I see it. I see it. I see it. 
It's like when you ask them about an omnipresent God on the cross. They go, oh, wow, I never thought about it like that. They see it. You start talking about the blood of Jesus. They go, oh, my gosh, it's all about the blood. I said, yeah, it's all about the blood. It's all about Jesus. You know, God told us that. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. He told us that. Without the blood, there is nothing. And that's why they've taken the blood out of the hymnals. When you see it, oh, I see it, I see it, I see it. When you see the churches that are compromised, they won't talk about political issues whatsoever from the pulpit, including coronavirus and vaccinations. Won't talk about it. Why? Because they've been programmed because of the Johnson Amendment from like 60 years ago. So they don't want to talk about it because their schools that they went to that were Zionist organizations controlled via the Schofield Reference Bible were telling them basically you can't discuss this stuff from the pulpit. So they were trained like lab rats not to talk about it. So when you go up to them and you try to talk to them, about, oh, I can't talk about that. My, my response is always, why not? You say that you're the pastor of this church. You say, say that these parishioners are your sheep, but yet you won't. Try to protect your sheep from the wolves. The Bible says that the basically the hireling won't protect the sheep, but the, the Savior will protect the sheep. You're supposed to be the pastor representing the Savior. Why won't you protect the sheep? And they don't know what to say to you. They, they get that blank look, and the next time you ask them for an appointment, they're not available. Or they stop talking to you. Or you're shunned. Or I've had this happen three times. You personally get slammed from the pulpit. Three times I've had that happen to me. Three times. And you kind of go, wow, that's that's awful, Ted. Well, no, it happened because I won't stand down. I won't stop talking about the truth. When God tells you not to eat pork, it's not a suggestion. It's a law. It's a rule. It's a guideline. It's something that we're supposed to not do. And when you want to eat pork, you increase the risk of cancer, according to the World Health Organization. God was very clear about it. It has nothing to do with salvation. He made that very clear also. What it has to do with is obedience. If you're willing and obedient, you shall eat the fruit of the land. The word of God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It does not change. See, this is the problem that you run into when the Bible says, don't you know that ye yourselves are God's temple and God's spirit lives within you? And if you destroy God's temple, he will destroy you. That's what it means. That's what it means. That means he's going to allow the destroyer to come in and do this to you, if you look at the actual Greek on that. Because if you eat garbage all the time or you take vaccines all the time that you know are bad, why do you think God's supposed to protect you? That's like I told you a few months ago. I had that the girl that I knew from college. Well, she's not a girl anymore. She's like 65 years, 66 years old. She went ahead and had the vaccine after I had pleaded with her and her family not to do it and sent her – copious amounts of information she did it anyhow and then she wanted me to pray for her that she had done it that nothing bad would happen to her i'm like you sent me the prayer i don't even know how to pray that you knew what it was before you did it they step in front of a semi-truck and saying dear lord before this truck hits me i want you to make me miraculously disappear so this truck will go right around me or through me or you know over me or whatever and i won't be touched well why do you not step in front of the semi-truck to start with how about you stay on the sidewalk and not get on the side and get in the middle of the road how about you take the narrow path that leads to salvation and not get on the broad path that leads to destruction is what the word says. Well, I'm going to start preaching here in a minute. I got to cover one more topic here real quick. Here's another article that Paul Craig Roberts wrote and you know, and it's, ta- and it's talking about how the same thing I talked about earlier on this about why countries collapse. I'm going to promote that. I'm going to go ahead and post that on the website because I want you guys to read through the entire article. And now here's another interesting. You know, years ago, we had a house right behind my house in the neighborhood that was for sale, and it had gone into disrepair. And it was worth about a hundred grand, right? That's about what it was worth. The thing, the thing had massive termite damage, and but it was worth a hundred grand. 
And Austin and I tried to buy it. We tried to buy it, you know, using an attorney. We tried to buy it every which way we tried to buy it. And all we were told repeatedly was it's tied up with the banks. And what was, what was happening is one bank was slipping it to another bank and writing it off on their books, but making money on it, writing it to another bank, writing it off on their books. And it was in this series of bank flips and you couldn't even put an offer in on it. It was literally impossible to buy the house. We tried. We put offers in. And every time the offers were rejected because someone else had, had outbid us. And I thought, this is nuts. Well, that's the same thing that we talked about yesterday. The financial takeover by the international bankers using BlackRock and investment houses in order to buy entire neighborhoods. That what they're doing is they're, 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 they're overtaking the entire country. You know, BlackRock will go into a neighborhood and outbid the average American by 25 to 50 percent, taking entire neighborhoods. In other words, if the house is worth 100000 they'll offer $125,000. they will offer $150,000, and they take the money from you because they can print the money for free in their digital currency, and they can also tax you for your money to take your money away. Now, think about that for a second. You know, all of this stuff is being used against us now. And these leaders of the world, this G7 meeting we had last week, they're continuing the destruction of Western civilization. <laughs> they're enslaving everybody to continue implementing mass suffering per the structure of their bankster overlords by their Kabbalists. That's who's doing this. No one wants to call them out for being the Kabbalists who they are. They don't want to do it. See, these guys now are trying to cut out the middlemen, and they're basically holding a meeting between the CEOs of Vanguard and BlackRock led by Linda Forrester Rothschild. Yeah, this is insanity. We talked about this a few months ago. But guys, listen to me. You know, this whole thing with the COVID, with the climate change, everything they're talking about is putting more and more COVID restrictions. But the entire population is literally hypnotized by the sex death cult. And they don't know what to do because, oh, we've got this climate problem. We've got this problem. We've got fuel prices going up and all this other stuff. And nobody wants to talk about the financial reset that's being put into every piece of the puzzle. That's what they're doing right now. They want to get rid of the old folks that they've already drugged into a stupor anyhow so that we can have a new millennial population that's basically young people that have been programmed properly from the educational system. That's what they want. They want a group of people that have been trained to accept this new financial system enslavement without any question. Think about that for a second. They're all wanting you to be under their slave state. They want to control your bank account, your credit score, your mortgage, your car loan, your business, your livelihood. All of this stuff over and over and over again they control. You, know, you got BlackRock, which manages, oh gosh, they say $7.8 trillion of money. I think it's probably 10 times that. It's so big, it's unbelievable how big it is between that and Vanguard and State Street. But you know, it's no surprise that BlackRock has a revolving door through the Clinton, the Obama, the Trump administrations. And a lot of these guys from the Federal Reserve are used and from BlackRock are used to direct their bond buying programs. This is what they're doing. All of this stuff is being used to enslave the population. Look at BlackRock CEO Larry Fink. Yeah, I've got something to say about him. He was appointed to the, join the World Economic Forum Board of Trustees and has used BlackRock's unmatched leverage to strong-arm global banking and industry leaders into compliance with his new green financial system, and 450 top banks in the world have pledged their allegiance aligning their financial decisions with the Paris Climate Agreement. Oh, yeah, it's all the same people all the time. With BlackRock as the designer of this global financial undertaking, a framework of financial control and surveillance has been set into place. BlackRock's equity state and purchase of the partnership with Investment InvestNet, the owner of Yodley, has enabled access to one of the largest financial aggregator frameworks on the planet. 
Yodely also happens to sell your data. <laughs> Just thought I'd mention that. Austin and I talk about that all the time. They want your data. Investment works with 17 of the top 20 banks along with 5,200 other banks and financial institutions and companies, and they serve $4.8 trillion in assets and service 500 million aggregated accounts each day. That's how big these guys are. That's what they do, and now they're able to take your social, your climate score, your framework, everything they've got, all of your footprint, all of your private data, everything, and funnel the money to any agency they want whenever they want to do it, including your credit score. So this is how they're going to do it. This, oh, by the way, and I mentioned this yesterday, this whole thing is part of the Chinese credit score. It's all part of the satanic New World Order Kabbalist credit score that they're doing to you through the implementation of Klaus Schwab and these groups of people that say you will own nothing and you will love it. And the few folks that want to stand back and say, hey, you're not going to do this to me, they're going to be ostracized and said, you can't get on a bus. You can't get on vacation. You'll never take another flight on an airplane. Can't get on a train. You can't even leave your neighborhood without papers, please. That's where they're taking it. And guys were watching it. And I always thought, I told my mom one time, I said to her, I said, you know, you were in Germany in the 30s when all this stuff started happening with, with Hitler. And she goes, I said, why did you do this? And she goes, well, Ted, it wasn't something that happened overnight. It was gradual. It wasn't something that we woke up and we wanted to start World War II. It was gradual. It was a gradual taking over of everything through fascism. We didn't have any idea what the end outcome was going to be. All we knew is that we had gone through the hyperinflation of the Weimar Republic, and we knew we had to have a change. So we had a change agent show up. His name was Adolf Hitler, and he told us all of the things that we wanted to hear, and we believed him, and he turned out to be just as corrupt as everybody else. And I went, whoa. Kind of like Donald Trump, wasn't it, guys? Kind of like Donald Trump. Yeah. It's always the Kabbalists that run both sides of the narrative. Always remember that. Guys, I had a chance and the opportunity and the privilege to pray for you this morning. I love you guys. I appreciate you. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Absolutely. Also, too, in a sad turn of events and another reason why it's been absolutely just mandatory that we stop this mandatory mask and <laughs> go back and forth. But there's an incident I saw earlier this week in Decatur, Georgia, on Monday morning, Monday afternoon. Basically, a man came in the store, refused to wear a mask, and the cashier basically told him he had to leave and couldn't purchase his stuff. And I don't know if he was mentally unsound or if he was just had enough. I know this is this has been happening a lot in a lot of places across the country. People are becoming irate. He came back in with a pistol, shot the cashier. Then an off-duty cop was in there, and they basically got in a gunfight, and they both shot each other. And it just boggles my mind how so many people are still wrapped up in the Covidian cult brainwash scheme. And uh, it's sad. It really is sad. And it's just something that I think it's time now that as Americans, as human beings, we really address this and start asking ourselves and make other people ask the same question. You know, what are they telling you and what is it doing to you? And is that okay? Think about that. Are you okay with what they're telling you to do and how they're trying to control you? Because I'm not. I never have been from the very beginning. I've told you guys this. Even the lockdowns I didn't agree with. However, none of us really knew what was going on and what basically had snuck out of China, the weird stuff they like to do over there. So, again, it's time 
that either we put up or shut up. Everybody stands up for what they believe or pretty much just go somewhere else because we have no place for this in the United States anymore, not with this level of behavior. It's gotten out of hand now, and it's time it's over with. So I appreciate the support. Thank you again for Health Masters, for supporting the Health Masters. You guys need anything, you know where to get a hold of us, healthmasters.com, 1-800-726-1834. Be sure to vote for what you want to see win product of the week, the eyesight, which is an incredibly good formula. It's gotten very popular the last couple of years. And the food buckets, the organic food buckets, both of those are neck and neck. They've kind of pulled away from everything on the product of the week voting results. So uh, I encourage everybody, pick which one you want and go for it. And uh, usually by tomorrow, it'll be a pretty clear-cut example of which one you guys want to win. Most of the time. Sometimes I've seen almost tie, and i got to wait for the tie to break and kick it off. So, again, thank you for the support of Health Masters. I just encourage you, keep speaking the truth, keep standing up for your beliefs and your convictions, and continue to raise little Americans and keep them off the social media and electronic devices as much as you possibly can. Those things right there, in my opinion, have been one of the biggest demises of our young generation other than basically the communist indoctrination of the school system. So thank you again, my friends. Have a blessed night. Stay safe. Stay prepped as always. We'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.